英語聞き流し10分間、名作リスニング、英語テキストと MP3 ダウンロード、その他の物語は、ホームページよりご利用いただけます。88thpp.com。88thpp.com。What is that noise about? said the old woman, looking around the room. But her sight was not very good. Therefore, when she saw the duckling, she thought it must be a fat duck that had strayed from home. Oh, what a prize! she exclaimed. I hope it is not a drake, for then I shall have some ducks' eggs. I must wait and see. So the duckling was allowed to remain on trial for three weeks, but there were no eggs. Now the cat was the master of the house, and the hen was the mistress, and they always said, We in the world, for they believed themselves to be half the world, and by far the better half, too. The duckling thought that others might hold a different opinion on the subject, but the hen would not listen to such doubts. Can you lay eggs? she asked. No. Then have the goodness to cease talking. Can you raise your back or purr or throw out sparks? said the cat. No. Then you have no right to express an opinion when sensible people are speaking. So the duckling sat in a corner, feeling very low spirited. But when the sunshine and the fresh air came into the room through the open door, he began to feel such a great longing for a swim that he could not help speaking of it. What an absurd idea, said the hen. You have nothing else to do, therefore you have foolish fancies. If you could purr or lay eggs, they would pass away. But it is so delightful to swim about on the water, said the duckling, and so refreshing to feel it close over your head while you dive down to the bottom. Delightful, indeed. It must be a queer sort of pleasure, said the hen. Why, you must be crazy. Ask the cat, he is the cleverest animal I know, ask him how he would like to swim about on the water or to dive under it, for I will not speak of my own opinion. Ask our mistress, the old woman, there is no one in the world more clever than she is. Do you think she would relish swimming and letting the water close over her head? I see you don't understand me, said the duckling. We don't understand you? Who can understand you, I wonder? Do you consider yourself more clever than the cat or the old woman? I will say nothing of myself. Don't imagine such nonsense, child, and thank your good fortune that you have been so well received here. Are you not in a warm room and in society from which you may learn something? But you are a chatterer, and your company is not very agreeable. Believe me, I speak only for your good. I may tell you unpleasant truths, but that is a proof of my friendship. I advise you, Therefore, to lay eggs and learn to purr as quickly as possible. I believe I must go out into the world again, said the duckling. Yes, do, said the hen. So the duckling left the cottage and soon found water on which it could swim and dive, but he was avoided by all other animals because of his ugly appearance. Autumn came, and the leaves in the forest turned to orange and gold, then, as winter approached, the wind caught them as they fell and whirled them into the cold air. The clouds, Heavy with hail and snowflakes, hung low in the sky, and the raven stood among the reeds, crying, croak, croak. It made one shiver with cold to look at him. All this was very sad for the poor little duckling. One evening, just as the sun was setting amid radiant clouds, there came a large flock of beautiful birds out of the bushes. The duckling had never seen any like them before. They were swans, and they curved their graceful necks, while their soft plumage shone with dazzling whiteness. They uttered a singular cry as they spread their glorious wings and flew away from those cold regions to warmer countries across the sea. 
They mounted higher and higher in the air, and the ugly little duckling had a strange sensation as he watched them. He whirled himself in the water like a wheel, stretched out his neck towards them, and uttered a cry so strange that it frightened even himself. Could he ever forget those beautiful, happy birds? And when at last they were out of his sight, he dived under the water and rose again almost beside himself with excitement. He knew not the names of these birds nor where they had flown, but he felt towards them as he had never felt towards any other bird in the world. He was not envious of these beautiful creatures, it never occurred to him to wish to be as lovely as they. Poor ugly creature, how gladly he would have lived even with the ducks, had they only treated him kindly and given him encouragement. The winter grew colder and colder, he was obliged to swim about on the water to keep it from freezing, but every night the space on which he swam became smaller and smaller. At length it froze so hard that the ice in the water crackled as he moved, and the duckling had to paddle with his legs as well as he could, to keep the space from closing up. He became exhausted at last and lay still and helpless, frozen fast in the ice. Early in the morning a peasant who was passing by saw what had happened. He broke the ice in pieces with his wooden shoe and carried the duckling home to his wife. The warmth revived the poor little creature, but when the children wanted to play with him, the duckling thought they would do him some harm, so he started up in terror, fluttered into the milk pan, and splashed the milk about the room. Then the woman clapped her hands, which frightened him still more. He flew first into the butter cask, then into the meal tub and out again. What a condition he was in! The woman screamed and struck at him with the tongs, the children laughed and screamed and tumbled over each other in their efforts to catch him, but luckily he escaped. The door stood open, the poor creature could just manage to slip out among the bushes and lie down quite exhausted in the newly fallen snow. It would be very sad were I to relate all the misery and privations which the poor little duckling endured during the hard winter, but when it had passed he found himself lying one morning in a moor, amongst the rushes. He felt the warm sun shining and heard the lark singing and saw that all around was beautiful spring. Then the young bird felt that his wings were strong, as he flapped them against his sides and rose high into the air. They bore him onwards until, before he well knew how it had happened, he found himself in a large garden. The apple trees were in full blossom, and the fragrant elders bent their long green branches down to the stream, which wound round a smooth lawn. Everything looked beautiful in the freshness of early spring. From a thicket close by came three beautiful white swans, rustling their feathers and swimming lightly over the smooth water. The duckling saw these lovely birds and felt more strangely unhappy than ever. I will fly to these royal birds, he exclaimed, and they will kill me because, ugly as I am, I dare to approach them. But it does not matter, better be killed by them than pecked by the ducks, beaten by the hens, pushed about by the maiden who feeds the poultry, or starved with hunger in the winter. 49. Then he flew to the water and swam towards the beautiful swans. The moment they espied the stranger they rushed to meet him with outstretched wings. Kill me, said the poor bird and he bent his head down to the surface of the water and awaited death. But what did he see in the clear stream below? His own image, no longer a dark grey bird, ugly and disagreeable to look at, but a graceful and beautiful swan. To be born in a duck's nest in a farmyard is of no consequence to a bird if it is hatched from a swan's egg. He now felt glad at having suffered sorrow and trouble, because it enabled him to enjoy so much better all the pleasure and happiness around him, for the great swan swam round the newcomer and stroked his neck with their beaks as a welcome. Into the garden presently came some little children and threw bread and cake into the water. See, cried the youngest, there is a new one, 
and the rest were delighted and ran to their father and mother, dancing and clapping their hands and shouting joyously, There is another swan come, a new one has arrived. Then they threw more bread and cake into the water and said, The new one is the most beautiful of all, he is so young and pretty. And the old swans bowed their heads before him. Then he felt quite ashamed and hid his head under his wing, for he did not know what to do, he was so happy, yet he was not at all proud. He had been persecuted and despised for his ugliness, and now he heard them say he was the most beautiful of all the birds. Even the elder tree bent down its boughs into the water before him, and the sun shone warm and bright. Then he rustled his feathers, curved his slender neck and cried joyfully from the depths of his heart, I never dreamed of such happiness as this while I was the despised ugly duckling. ホームページよりご利用いただけます。88thpp.com88thpp.com